I am enough of an artist to draw freely upon my imagination. Imagination is more important than knowledge. Knowledge is limited. Imagination encircles the world. Folks, welcome back to another episode of Food for Thought, and today I'm really excited. I'm excited for a couple of reasons, as I always am. I'm excited about this episode because I'm excited to do it. Uh, I love doing this, and I'm excited about this topic we're going to talk about in particular. But I am more excited for something else. I'm more excited because soon I will be doing uh, my first giveaway. I have designed some hats and some shirts. Um, The shirts are mine. The hats are for you guys. If uh, I get enough ratings and reviews, if you guys leave ratings and reviews, and I'll give more instructions on that later um, once I actually get the hats, then I will be giving away a hat to one random person after uh, so many. So prepare yourselves for that. Um, I know you will be just as excited as I am, as you guys always are, to leave ratings and reviews. So please do that, and then eventually you guys might win a cool hat uh, that I designed. Anyways, let's get into the discussion today. So, that quote uh, was a quote by none other than the great scientist, the physicist, the theoretical physicist, Albert Einstein. Uh, It's a great quote because, well, yeah, imagination is awesome, but it's also very... um, important to him because a lot of what he did was really imagining. Um, A lot of other scientists actually proved his theories and most of his, I mean, he is a theoretical physicist. So while most of his ideas are proven to be true, he didn't prove a lot of them. Uh, Other scientists who bought into what he was saying and said, yeah, this makes sense. They were the ones that actually proved all of his equations to be true, and um, especially the curvature of the Earth and the curvature of sunbeams, which is what we're talking about today. Uh, Not specifically the curving of sunbeams or light particles or anything like that, just cool space stuff. That's what I like to call it. That's what the title of this episode is going to be called, Cool Space Stuff. Um, And really, it's the special and general theory of relativity. And actually, some of it isn't even space stuff. But I like that title. So, cool space stuff is what we're talking about today. Uh, But real quick, one other quote from the great Albert Einstein. If you want your children to be intelligent, read them fairy tales. If you want them to be more intelligent, read them more fairy tales. And I really like that um, because fairy tales are cool. And if anybody says otherwise, well, tell them Albert Einstein said you're wrong. So, there you go. All right. So... It is important to note that when we talk about relativity here, it's not like in the sense we talked about before of moral uh, relativism or uh, that sort of sense. It's a relativity of nature, kind of, uh, of motion, of movement. When you look at something, uh, objects are in motion only to something else that is uh, relative to it. So um, so an, an example of that is... A ball thrown on the earth um, versus one thrown uh, in an airplane flying way above the earth at 12,000 miles per hour or whatever. That's not a realistic number. Well, actually kind of is. But um, 
thrown way above the earth, it would follow the exact same path as one on the ground. So if you throw the ball in the airplane, it's the it'll have the exact same motion, the exact same arc, um, because its motion is relative. Its motion is doesn't exist inside the airplane the same way as it does outside. It's not traveling at the same speed as the plane because it's all, an object in motion stays in motion. So it already has this new motion to it um, up in the plane. And a lot of his theories, a lot of Einstein's theories, kind of combined that idea of relativity along with the speed of light. Um, it was hypothesized or measured in some degree in 1675 uh, that light travels at a finite, although very high, speed. Um, because before that, a lot of people believed that the speed of light was infinite, and that was the fastest speed in the universe, was the speed of our... Uh, was infinite, and the speed of light traveled infinitely fast. Uh, that's not true, um, and it's actually really cool. A Danish astronomer, Ole Romer, um, he showed that it traveled at a finite speed, like I just said, um, and he measured it at about 225,000 kilometers per second, uh, but since then, we have revised that number, but he was really close, Um the speed of light is 299,792,458 meters per second, or approximately 300,000 kilometers per second. Um, so that's really fast, by the way. Um, and it's pretty amazing that someone in 1675 was able to actually almost calculate uh, the, the speed of light. Anyways, the importance of this is Einstein theorized that... Um, light was the fastest that anything could travel ever, no matter what. It was this universal speed limit, and that's where the equation E equals mc squared. As you get closer to accelerating to the speed of light, um, you gain more weight, and therefore it takes more energy to travel that fast, and you can never actually catch up to a beam of light. It's become a, this universal constant. And he kind of... Uh, hypothesized or theorized that there were some problems with physics of his day um, because their science wasn't aligning up to that hypothesis, which is why I wanted to read you that imagination quote, because his imagination is what led him to make all of these great discoveries. He had no real proof for his claims. He just thought, you know what, this doesn't make sense according to this thought experiment that I did. Um, and his thought experiments were right. So, it was Einstein that had this idea uh, that light that refracted from um, a lens or bent, it always will travel at the same speed of 300 kilometers per second approximately. Um, and that's completely contrary to a lot of what classical physics uh, and common sense uh, would say, uh, that even though it's bending and it doesn't matter where it's traveling to, it always travels at that speed. Uh, so there's like no acceleration for it. as It is always traveling at that speed, um, which is kind of crazy to think about because uh, it's the only thing that's like that. Um, he also realized, Einstein did, that um, a physicist or mathematician, um, Maxwell, um, led to an, uh, a paradox in the laws of physics because it would suggest that if someone were to 
encroach upon a light beam, um, you'd see something, an electromagnetic wave, because a lot of people believe that it traveled in these electromagnetic waves that light did. Um, it traveled in there, and you would be able to see that uh, stationary, uh, which shouldn't be possible either. Uh, so lots of contradictions in the way that people thought about light and the way it traveled. Um, experiments were done in the early 1900s to late 1800s um, about this attempt to prove that light travels through a medium that they called the ether. Um, but that experiment kind of uh, unexpectedly demonstrated that light travels at the same speed regardless of whether um, it was measured. Uh, so no matter what, light travels at the same speed and... Uh, as they did this, they found that the ether does not exist, and then it became an idea that possibly it traveled through um, these electromagnetic waves. So, the special theory of relativity uh, was published in 1905, and it is a rather interesting idea that's also extremely complicated. So, I hope I can do a good job describing it to you. Um... The idea is basically this. As uh, space and time are interrelated, um, before this, because of Isaac Newton's mathematics and his principles, uh, they believed that time was steadfast. It was um, not a changeable thing. Time was just time. It was this bedrock foundation. Einstein theorized that that was not true, and that space and time are interrelated dimensions, and Hence, when we're talking about a lot of the stuff, there's the uh, the, uh, the notion of space-time um, because they're kind of codependent upon each other. They interact in an unchangeable and unseparating way. Um, and he realized that time and space, uh, they contract, space contracts, and time can dilate as it moves. So, in theory, somebody running ages more slowly than someone walking who ages uh, more slowly than someone simply sitting. Um, but the difference is so minute, it's infinitesimal in our everyday life. But this comes out in the uh, paradox that is the twin paradox that they call it. If someone is on the earth for a year and they have a twin who went out to space and they're traveling at near the speed of light, um, time for that individual contracts and uh, it stays the same for the twin that stayed at home. So when the twin comes back who was from space, um, the difference is nearly 10 years even though for the twin in space he felt like he was only gone for one year but in reality on earth time passed uh, in 10 years, 10 years passed. Um, which is the idea that time is different in different circumstances um, because of time dilation. So what's really cool about this idea, and so to kind of give a more resolute explanation, the idea is this, that nothing can move faster than the speed of light. It is an infinite, um, it is the infinite speed in which anything can travel. Nothing can travel faster than the speed of light. Um, so the speed of light is not infinite, but nothing can travel faster than it, including time. So the whole idea is as you approach the speed of light, um, 
time slows down. It, it dilates so that it doesn't move as fast. Um, so time dilates as you approach the speed of light. So nothing can go faster than the speed of light, which is a really cool notion and a cool idea. Because in theory, um, if you could get to the speed of light, then time would stop. But we also know that no one can get to the speed of light because uh, as their velocity increases, um, their mass also increases, uh, and that is infinitely compounding upon itself. So as you approach the speed of light, your mass would become infinite, and therefore you can't travel at the speed of light because your mass is infinitely growing, which uh, make, requires more energy for you to travel that speed. So you couldn't, in theory, but the closer you get um, to the speed of light, then the slower that time moves for you. And we uh, can see this portrayed very well in the movie uh, Interstellar, where they have a whole scene about that that I won't ruin. But go watch the movie. It's a good movie. The real key takeaway from this, so besides the idea that light travels at the fastest that anything can move, nothing can move faster than light, um, is the relativity of time. Um, because time is now this fluid notion, and for one person it runs different than for another person, both literally and figuratively, um, he's got this quote that's one of the classic Albert Einstein quotes um, about what relativity is. Um, and it goes, When you are courting a nice girl, an hour seems like a second. When you sit on a red-hot cinder, a second seems like an hour. That is relativity. So the whole idea of this first of his relativity um theses, uh, special theory of relativity, is that time is now this relative notion and that it can travel at different speeds. And also that space and time um, are this correlated thing. So as time dilates, so too does space contract. And this is where they get the idea, and this is a theoretically possible thing. Um, the way that Star Trek, uh, the people in Star Trek, the way that they travel through space is essentially through dilating time and warping space. And that is now something that is theoretically possible uh, because of Albert Einstein's theories. So I'm going to read you something from a, a website um, about the actual dilation and contraction of time. Um, and this is a from the Lorentz factor, not Lorenz like we talked about in Chaos Theory, Lorentz, L-O-R-E-N-T-Z, um, named by the Dutch physicist uh, Hendrik Lorentz, um, who's exploring these kind of same ideas that Einstein was, and there's actually two scientists that, between the two of them, a lot of what Einstein came up with, they had actually theorized and talked about and anticipated themselves. Um, so this is the Lorentz factor, um, and it's given by a long, complicated equation, um, but essentially it shows that this dilation of time, uh, it is a very compounded idea, and it's um, exponential in its growth. So uh, thus, the calculation shows that at 25% the speed of light, the effect is just 1.03, a mere 3% slowing of time or contraction of length. At 50% of the speed of light, it is just 1.5, um, 1.15, I'm sorry. At 
99% the speed of light, time is slowed by a factor of 7, and at 99.999, the factor is 224. So if it were possible to travel in a spaceship at, say, 99.5% the speed of light, a hypothetical observer looking uh, in would see the clock moving about 10 times more slowly than normal and the astronaut inside moving in slow motion as though through a treacle. So a couple of really cool examples of this. Um, one, a experiment was done where two atomic clocks were sunk together um, and they were completely identical and then one was flown around the world on an airplane while the other stayed home. Now, of course, that person is hardly, hardly traveling anywhere near where there would be a large, noticeable difference. But because of the precision of the clocks, when they got back, they were able to actually tell a difference between the two clocks. Something else that's uh, very interesting, though, is CERN um, a has a particle accelerator in Switzerland, and they were able to get particles that would only exist for a certain amount of time and speed them up to almost the speed of light, traveling at 99.99% of the speed of light in this particle accelerator. And these particles that should have already expired because of their lifespan, uh, they actually existed for up to 25 times longer. Um, and so they were able to actually kind of time travel to a certain degree um, because of the dilation of time they existed for much longer than they should have existed uh, which very much proves the idea of Albert Einstein's special theory of relativity that uh, time does in fact dilate and contract uh, as you approach the speed of light because nothing including time can travel up to the speed of light and as time moves um, it doesn't catch up to the speed of light, which is a very interesting idea. So I'm going to read another passage from the same thing to kind of give a good explanation of what I was just kind of saying. Um, so traveling at close to the speed of light would theoretically allow time travel into the future as time slows down for the speeding object in order to protect this cosmic speed limit of the speed of light. A corollary of this is that if it were possible to exceed the speed of light, then it would be able to. Uh, then it would be possible to go back in time, which raises the possibility of time travel paradoxes and so on. Well, which we don't got to talk about that. Although some scientists believe that uh, some as yet undiscovered law of physics may intervene to prevent such paradoxes. Um, actually, special relativity does not specifically forbid the existence of particles that travel faster than light, and there is a hypothetical subatomic particle that actually does, and it's called a tachyon, um, which would indeed spend its entire life traveling faster than the speed of light, but it is currently still hypo uh, hypothetical. So before we end today, there's one other thing I would like to talk about, um, and that is gravity. And gravity is an extremely interesting idea um and this is this when it comes to gravity and what we're about to talk to you next it we leave the special theory of relativity and we enter into his general theory of relativity and it is the idea of curved space and that gravity does not exist as uh newton had kind of envisioned it in which uh, everything exerts a, a sort of gravity. Everything kind of has this magnetic property of pushing and pulling. Um, and so I'm holding in my hand a coffee cup. And in theory, in Newton's theory, this coffee cup 
exerts a sort of gravity on everything else that is around it, but it is nowhere near powerful enough to uh, affect at all Earth's gravity that is pulling on all of us, which is why we stay down. And um, as the farther away it goes from this object, the weaker its gravity becomes. Um, and so this actually explained a lot of things relatively well. It could explain um, even the motion of the stars and the sun to a certain degree, but it couldn't explain the anomaly in some of the planets' orbits and when multiple interact with each other in such the in such a close way. It couldn't really explain those sort of things. Um, and then Albert Einstein came and contributed his fantastic idea that, in fact, this is not how gravity is, but instead it's the kind of visual of the blanket and the sun uh, weighing it down, and that sort of idea of gravity. And Albert Einstein called this the happiest thought in his life, that gravity is not actually really a force, but it is indistinguishable from acceleration. And he called this the principle of equivalence. And so he had this idea, um, which was way before its time, because a lot of what we thought about uh, space and astronauts and stuff didn't exist. But he realized that if he were to freefall um, from an airplane, jump out of an airplane, or fall from an elevator or something like that, the cable broke on an elevator, um, doesn't really matter. He wouldn't be able to feel his own weight. Um, conversely, or in the opposite of that, if he was in a plane flying straight up at 9.8 meters per second, he would feel the exact same as his body weight. Um, so therefore, gravity isn't necessarily a force, but it is more equivalent to acceleration. We just experience gravity at a rate of acceleration of 9.8 meters per second, um, which that's how hard gravity pulls down on us. But it's the same thing as a um, acceleration. And Tying this back to what we talked about a minute, one of the important things that this uh, revelation that gravity is the same as acceleration, in theory, uh, according to Einstein's previous theory, in fact, special relativity, it says that technically our feet are younger than our heads because they are closer to this large mass which exerts more gravity and therefore our heads are slightly older than are our feet. That's an infinitesimal number, but because the acceleration is greater as it gets closer to this larger mass, um, time moves differently. We know that time dilates um, because of velocity and acceleration, and the faster time or the faster something goes, the slower it ages, uh, which is another very cool idea and one that is displayed brilliantly again in the movie Interstellar, uh, which is pretty much just an acceleration or an um, exploration between all of Albert Einstein's theories. Um, anyways, it's a very neat idea to think about how gravity isn't necessarily a force, but it's this acceleration. And then we get to an, another idea, like I, I mentioned, like if you envision the planet sitting down on a blanket and that's bending space-time, that's, that's what gravity is. It's bending space and time, uh, which is why someone, in theory, I mean, not necessarily in theory, it's kind of factual but in science the saying something's factual that's not is it's complicated but in theory um and such in a such a small level someone would be younger living on the first floor versus the third floor of an apartment uh, because of the way that gravity dilates time 
because like we talked about earlier, it's all relative to its motion and how fast it's traveling and gravity is stronger on the first floor than it is on the third floor. So everything moves faster and you are technically younger. Another interesting idea that comes in this is the curving of space and how a straight line is actually not necessarily the fastest uh, way, the quickest way to something is not a straight line, but in fact a curved line. And this was something that was proved when we look at a star, uh, if during a solar eclipse a scientist looked at a star and was able to actually prove that this is actually not where it is based on the star charts, where it appears to be is not, because as that light beam traveled past the sun it actually curved and we saw it in a different position. We kind of saw it, it was actually almost entirely behind the sun, but it curved around it uh, to actually get to the Earth because of the force that gravity exerted on space-time through the sun. So it actually curved around the sun um, and then back onto the Earth, which is another very cool idea because forever, the straight line is the quickest way. Not necessarily true. Uh, even the curvature of the Earth, uh, everything is curved. Um, so you can't actually travel in a straight line necessarily anywhere. So it's quite amazing how all of Einstein's ideas are kind of wrapped up together and they all kind of build off each other. And gravity isn't necessarily a force exerted by a body, but instead it is merely acceleration. But that acceleration comes from the actual warping of this four dimensions of space-time. Um, and because of that, everything curves around it and there's so many ideas that are so hard to explain and so hard to grasp and, and convey in a, in a sensical way. I hope you guys were able to kind of glean some of this interest um, in the stuff, some of the wisdom and the knowledge and the, the coolness, for lack of a better word, the coolness that comes from thinking about stuff like this. And, and for me, it's exciting. Um, I hope I was able to give you some thing that you could actually appreciate here and um, not just rambling on about different stuff because I, I do seek to give you good information and I, I want to give you real information. I don't want to just give you, well, I think this is what it's like. I'm trying to actually give you real good information that's actually true. So I hope you guys could appreciate uh, this episode. I certainly appreciated it. Um, I will see you guys next week. In the meantime, go learn something new, learn something real, and next week I'll have some more food for thought for you.